How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, folks. Uh, this week, Bridie and I have the absolute delight of uh, presenting you with a conversation that we had with maybe my new favorite porn star, Brenna McKenna. Uh, she's an exotic dancer, an adult performer. She's from Philly. Uh, and we have this amazing conversation from her church going, softball playing childhood to putting herself through college by stripping. Uh, she is uniquely charming and extremely authentic and uh, we absolutely love this conversation we hope you like it as much as we did and we will see y'all on the other side well uh we are um we're joined by brenna mckenna i love i love alliteration and it's rare. It's rare that you get it in a name. So it's pretty. Uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, it's like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. It actually looks a little bit Dr. Seussy at your place there with those uh, creatures behind yeah, you. To, yeah. I mean, with all my you got like SpongeBob in there. See a little unicorn action. Some rainbows. And my favorite thing ever are these the tattoos you animals. Oh, that's. <laughs> I have every single one. Yeah, that's. They're 
with tat all over them. That's so like, sick. Like this one's Ryan Ashley collab. And they're all like tatted up and cool. And I have them all like lined up. Oh that God, reminds me cool. of the Cabbage Patch dolls that I inherited from my older siblings that they had drawn tattoos all over. But we used to have to do that. We used to have to they color did. them on ourselves. And now they just like come like that. That's awesome. That is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. So, th- I mean, this is going to be really fun because, uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations. Uh, I-, I believe congratulations are in order because... Brenna Bradiano, if you know, was recently nominated hottest newcomer and uh, was up for best oral sex scene at the 2023 AVN Awards, which is like, that's I a mean, big deal. that's kind of a big deal. I feel like I, I, I don't know. Is that I mean, in your world, is that a big deal? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's a big deal. For yeah, me. for sure. I mean, so like so for, I guess we'll we'll kind of get into it. But um, you are you're relatively like new to the scene of of porn, um, but you've had like kind of a what seems to be a really fast, interesting, uh, career that has like, that has really like spanned a whole bunch of things just within the last few years. So maybe just for context, um, uh, I guess first, just take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners. Give us a bit of insight into, uh, Brenna McKenna. Who is Brenna McKenna? Brenna McKenna is a Jersey girl. Um, Brenna, moved to Philly when she was 18 and became Brenna. And that was my first stripper name that I ever had. So I've just been me, you know, for ever um, since I could. And Brenna broke into porn because um, I love stripping. and I love sex work. And when COVID hit and I couldn't do it anymore, I was just like, next next yeah, thing, right. you know, and that's, that's just what it was. So it was a good graduation for me. I've always just been a dancer and entertainer and full service sex worker. Um, even though that's like very taboo to say, right. um, you know, cause it's not the most popular thing like to do around here. Um, and yeah, so it is really, it is really a big deal for me. Um, and because I live here, I don't even get to like do all the work that I want. So it's cool that like I've gained some traction, you know, and some attention that I'm able to like shoot for really big scenes and like even get nominated when I'm like barely around Mm. or like I'm not even in the you know social sphere like nothing like that really when it comes to you know porn the porn world yeah Yeah, so it is a big deal it feels like man like the talent like maybe what I do speaks out more than me just like being at parties and like being a socialite and like you know appearing at all the events like i've missed like ever basically every other event you know but like it's still cool that my fans like like me and sticker <laughs> that is i mean that is cool I, so like just just for context i would i you know we love a good origin story and i know that um you know again like this this is sort of a sort of like a newer sort of transition in your life um, but it, like, take us back to the very, very beginnings, like to Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like what was, what was your <laughs> yeah. upbringing like? Um, and, and like, and then what did that transition look like to the very first time you decided, Hey, I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to, I'm going to strip for money. What was that? Like, what was that sort of journey like for you? So, um, First, it's crazy to think that two years in porn is a short time because to me, it feels like a long time because I'm in the rush of like trying to make it. So even putting that into perspective is like pretty crazy. So thank you for like chilling me out and <laughs> making me realize that I've actually done a lot of two yeah, years. Yeah, so totally. Like, yeah, yeah. So far behind. <laughs> so I, that's just how I feel though. Um, but I, um, I knew I wanted to dance um when I was in high school um because I've always struggled with money like in my in my home my parents don't make much and so but they push college Mm. you know so I just knew that I was going to be a dancer but like that wasn't really like who I was like you know growing up like I played sports like I was a jock you know and I was like just like I just liked arts and crafts and I was just like I played softball and I played on multiple teams when I was little. I had very few friends, you know, small circle, basically on sports teams. Um, and then I, I was so good. I got a scholarship to my Catholic school and I played in high school, but 
you know, I got there for free. Mm. Like my parents could never pay for Catholic school. I went to public school my whole life. And we struggled with money a lot. My mom's a secretary and my dad's a truck driver now. Um, but I could remember times where we didn't have like, like in the winter, we all slept in one room oh, wow. for the heat. You know, we left the oven on and that would heat the house. And we slept all in one room with a space heater every winter wow. at my dad's house. And every summer we slept in one room and we shared the air conditioner. <laughs> that's just, that's yeah. really, and I, we thought it was just a sleepover. Like I never realized that that was because of bills or money or, you know, like what the fuck are utilities when you're 12 years right. old, you know? I'm just like, yeah, I'm on a mattress. Like, you know, my sister's on the bed and I'm down here, my little brother, you know, and then my dad sleeps on the, slept on the couch, but our front, our front windows, uh, they still have, they had plastic on them. Like we never, we could never get our windows fixed because they would just get broken right. into, you know, so they had that plastic wrap that yeah, just yeah. with a big staple yeah. gun, like had everything pressed and my dad, you know, so it's like poor, but like, I didn't know I was poor until I got to Catholic school and, and like, and I, and every, everyone has you know everyone's dad has a business mm. and people are going to college and driving you know like nice cars and i'm just like like all i know how to do is play softball like my family has no money no one in my family owns a business like no no uncle has a car garage no aunt has a beauty like right. nothing and at, at what point like when you when you were yeah. that age like in high school what was the um Cause I, I I'm, I'm 35. So I'm trying to put myself back in high school days, uh, where my head was at, you know, I, I, a little bit different from you. I didn't come from like a, a poor family. We came from like a lower middle-class family though. And, and like money wasn't really something like that we had much of. Um, and I remember thinking like I had, I, I had such a fucking weird upbringing in terms of, in terms of money, but I just remember thinking like, I, yeah. when, when I'm done this, when I'm done high school, I don't care if it makes me money or not. I just want to do something that I really love. And so like my mind wasn't really on the money thing, but I find it really fascinating to hear that you, even in high school, were like, okay, I'm going to go get that money. I'm going to get that bag and I'm going to do it through stripping. And the thing that I'm curious about was like, as a high school student, what was the how did you know that that was the thing that made fucking bank? Like, how did you know that stripping was like the thing that you could do to make, to make the money? Well, you're only five years older. Right. Than me. Okay. So I think it's just like, like, I don't want to be like all society, but like, isn't that the music that like I listened to when high school was, right. Mm-hmm you know about going to the club like I was going to I was coming from like Jersey to Philly and going to the clubs on underage nights like at Club Shampoo like you guys there's these clubs here that were just like so cool and had underage nights and and you know even in Catholic school like we like they partied and stuff so like you just listen to that music you know and I got a little wild like I like I, I started smoking weed when I got in high school you know and I don't know. I guess it's just society. Like it just was like they there's a thing called stripping, you know, like you hear the music. And I guess by the time like I wasn't too sexually like active or anything with boys, but I just wanted the money that I was just like, if I'm pretty and I can just go get it, like how they say in the songs, right. like you can just independent and That's just it. go yeah. get it, yeah. you know, like. I N Z E P E N D E N T. Do you know what that means? You know, it's just yeah, like you, you were like, I know that my milkshake will know? bring all the boys <laughs> to the yard. Yeah, like I thought, like if you're just like a like, I don't know, like at least I knew I wasn't ugly. Mm, mm. You know? But I guess because like I only like played sports, um, and it's softball at that. Like I'm not going pro at anything. Like I'm a woman. Like I'm not going to um make a billion dollars like in a sports contract so mm -hmm. like what am I gonna do but it, it is interesting that you focused on things that you would enjoy mm -hmm. you know I think that I came to enjoy sex work because it's like what I just ha like fixated yeah. on but like I wanted to do things when I was younger like 
be a forensic detective, like on Law and Order SVU. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I wanted to be a marine biologist. Every, Those were the two things I wanted to do. Everybody <laughs> wanted to be a marine biologist. It's like, right? I, I, I th- honestly, I think it's because we grew up with, like, we grew, we came from the uh, the era of like Free Willy. I think that it was like Free Willy and uh, uh, what was the fucking dolphin? Flipper, Flipper. thank you. Yeah, Flipper. Uh, I, honestly, I think that's that's why all of us wanted to be marine biologists. Did you? you I wanted you to be a forensic. I you wanted did? to fucking do such. I because I was so morbid. I right. was just like. Sh- yeah, yeah. I, I could clean up crime yeah. scenes like that kind of shit. I was like, yeah. well, sure, why not? <laughs> right. And I think there's it's money in that, too. So cool. <laughs> there's like- definitely money in it for sure. So so then so so back to that point then of like of of eventually finding out that you really like that you were passionate about sex work. What was the what was yeah. the like your first time stepping onto a stage to a strip? Was that? What was that experience like? Was it was it weird? Was it? It was so dope. It was so cool. Mm. Like I just I went in by myself. You know, like a few months after I turned eighteen and school started, and so it is crazy that like I was sixteen, like junior year, right? Like, like like I'm gonna go be a stripper. Like (laughs) me and my best friend, like like I knew I wanted to go to school in Philly, and she like wanted to go like in New York, and she. Like she told me she was gonna go to a club and like we we're gonna dance together, like make it through like college, like pay her tuition and not be in debt and like, you know, like get way ahead of like our parents and stuff. Like that was just like the mindset. We were just like, we don't wanna be stuck in this little stupid town, mm-hmm. you know, where like no like nothing happens, like just little subvert like just just a wasteland, like Hey, oh my this god! This is donut. That's, that, <laughs> yeah. He's obsessed. He's a labradoodle. He, he, he just he'll get up on this table and stick his yeah, asshole in your face. So. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> my mom's freaking and all she has, all she had was poodles. Uh. Like every dog was was a little poony. <laughs> um, so like when I went there, it was like really, really. It felt like I was just walking in like to the dream interview, yeah. like of my. <laughs> You know, like I strut. I wore a nice outfit even to go, even though you're literally going there to take a Polaroid naked. You're like, I wore a nice outfit, <laughs> button down shirt and like leggings and like pumps, you know, sexy secretary style in my head. And then like they called me back and they wanted me to work there. I was one of the few girls with tattoos there. It was really cool. I think I just was coming into that time where like tattoos were just starting to become like hot and on rare girls. they were traditional yeah they were traditional and didn't let girls have tattoos mm. there so that was the first one like with a back piece you know and now like every girl is like you know got some like cool ink or whatever um and man like my sexuality growing up like i dated girls a lot um i i tried boys every once in a while like my junior and senior year i i only had sex with like one boy each um, I dated girls a lot. I I had I think I had like um a repressed sexuality that I wanted to like also explore in a way. Like I just was such a good girl growing up. Like I was nowhere near a, a like a whore, like a school slut mm-hmm. or anything like that. And but like I also had maybe one or two experiences with older men that made me uncomfortable, you know. So I think like going in there, like as a woman, all these things, you're just you just go in like head first. And when you experience that you have power, mm. that you can actually demand something. I don't even want to get into the deeper thing. Like, is it powerful? Like, sure. am I empowering? But okay. But like for like the, the goal that I had, which was to pay my tuition and like just not be in debt and like not have to ask my parents for anything. Like, may, like maybe pay them, you know, like help them out because they were definitely not going to be able to help me out. Like it felt good to be able to like learn that i have a worth outside of the classroom totally that there's a big world out here where i can assign myself power or get what i want and charge what i want like it just it was everything that i wanted you know like i can't look back and say that i regret the decision at all because actually like i was i think that i was built for it like, Can you say more about that? Tell tell me no, about the like the the qualities, even things that you maybe even recognized about yourself growing up that are like your assets 
in your career? Yeah. So especially now in porn, I realized that, um, but I, but I kind of knew this already, but it, but it definitely helps like with directors now and, 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 and like with fans that I have, and it's like more of a fan base now because I'm in porn, but like, because I'm myself so much, and I think because I'm so comfortable being Brenna and I've been Brenna for like 12 years, you know, that I am actually have combined like my real personality. Mm. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a math, you know, like I don't have like the social media personality, like a Paris Hilton, like voice, like I don't like have anything like that. And I'm so much myself that like, you do like, like I'm a sex worker and I'm a porn person, but I'm almost exactly like the same, like as me. And so like, I can, I'm authentic. Like I'm really authentic. Like people really think like, like I'm people's friends. Like I become people's friends. Like I've lost customers that were sugar daddies because I just become too good of friends with mm. them. And they don't even give me anything anymore, but I really care about people, mm. you know? So I've used that a lot. Like it, 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 it sounds cheesy, but it does help. Like, like I really care about people and I'll comfort people. Like I've had people in the strip club tell me like that, that I have a bird too flying around. So if you hear like the bird or a, can, or a canary, like my canary flies around too. And we started um, that like, I, I meet people in the club and it's like, you can tell that like they needed like, encouragement mm. from someone that they're looking at and like i'm in my power like in the strip club like i'm in my environment i'm in my zone like you know and like they're looking at me and they come in there like i have a job to do and they're coming in as a customer you know even if you don't look at like look at it like that in the moment and like i've had people just look at me like they need they need a word to lift their fucking head up like they've been in a dry spell they're getting divorced they're like they don't feel love. Their parents died. Mm. Like they have a nobody. Their friends don't get it. People are going through so much. And I think that, you know, the club for whatever reason or another, like people explore through it, connect through it, you know? And I've always just been like, I'm not like a hardened person. Like I still, like I tear up sometimes in the club, like when people start like telling me about stuff or I don't, I can't even like, get into some of the personal things that I think I've helped mm. people with, you know, by being like an actual therapist or just a friend. Mm. And sometimes I even like, don't charge for it. Like, I feel like, damn, I should have charged for that. Or I should have charged more for that, you know, because like, that's the strip. That's what a stripper would do. Right. Like, that's like the stripper mentality, but like also strippers, like, I think we're very caring, you know, and if you make a lot of money and you have a lot of good customers and clients that come in to see you, I think it's way more than being hot. Which I like, I honestly think I'm like not a 10, you know, like let's just be real, especially like physically, like guys come in and they want like fuckable, you know, body parts and like I'm all like flat and stuff. <laughs> but like to make like a lot of money, like and people come back and they love you and they want to help you and they offer, you know, help, like if they have the money and like stuff like that. Like I think that's been huge mm. and it's helped me because then people know I'm a good person and they can trust me. Mm. You know, and it goes a long way. It's with fans now. Like in the club, it's gone a really long way. And I've never made any enemies. Like I've never been in fights with girls. Like, you know, I've I've always just been like a very low-key understanding person. I was not the prettiest growing up. I think I was an ugly duckling, mm -hmm. you know. So I like cultured, like I, I nurtured like a personality of just like, you know, not judging people, like knowing battles. Like I was like covered in acne and so insecure and oh my god and you know like I really make people feel like they can let their walls down like they're worthy mm. too like they can grow too and explore you know stuff like like that I think has been like strong suits mm. of mine because I don't have to depend on like superficial shallow things and I've like cultivated it and I've seen it come back you know and it has been rewarding for me and i think that might even be the feedback as to why like i yeah. like it so much I, I know that like i mean hearing all that makes it it's making me think about um you know your transition from like stripping to only fans and then eventually the the transition from only fans into like you know direct porn uh work not to direct direct porn but into direct porn um uh, yeah yeah and, and yeah. like one of the, th I've, I mean, I've had that. We probably talked about this on the podcast a number of times, but like 
the I think what I think one of the key factors for someone who is doing OnlyFans work, like to really nail that work, is to have that authenticity about them on the platform, um, which I'm sure has like gone on to help you in in big ways for you and in, in terms of your entire career. Um, but can you can you kind of yeah. kind of take us through the those two transition periods of like how did you what was the decision to go all right i'm going to i'm going to transition now to include only fans in my career and then from there like how did that end up how did you end up where you are now which is you know being nominated for awards at the AVN uh, so only fans is like rough is it I only jumped in OnlyFans because the clubs closed right. down. The pandemic. I had never even heard of OnlyFans. Right. I think I totally missed the curve on that. Like, I don't do bad, but it is really hard. I only did it because there was this lull where I couldn't dance here. And actually, it was a trip to Texas that had me go on OnlyFans. I... I'm all about like full service sex work. It's not the first time that I've done it, you know, during the pandemic when I was going to Texas and I was seeing clients and I would, you know, meet people and whatever. Um, but I've just been doing that here in Philly too, like throughout, throughout my career. Like I've always, you know, had some, some of that going on. So I was like, you know what, I'll just have to do that and go to Texas where the clubs are open, strip, see some, you know, clients, go to some clubs, meet people, whatever. And this one guy just would not leave my hotel room in Texas. He would not leave the hotel room. He just kept paying hour after hour after hour. I was like, when is this money? Like, when, when is he going to run out of fucking, like, steam <laughs> of money? He just he just would not go. And he was obsessed. Like, I just met him, like, two days prior. He bought all the underwear in my luggage. Like, I had to buy underwear, like because he bought all my panties. <laughs> I had to um, buy new socks. He bought all my socks. Oh, like he bought them for from trip. your suitcase? Yeah, yeah, like worn, okay. like all of my socks and panties. He bought <laughs> them all. So I had to actually replace them. Like he was like really right, into me, right? right? And, but he didn't. He wasn't dangerous. But like when you're trapped in your room, you don't have to feel threatened to feel like there's a threat. Yeah. Like I'm just like, just, just, the fact that he's not doing anything but sitting in my fucking room for five hours is like what bro like i don't ever want to go through this again so that's why i hopped on OnlyFans just to try to compensate for like not doing that and then i could just dance mm. but it's really hard going to a club in a city you're not from um and learning the the ropes and making good money mm. it's really hard like some clubs have like a whole different demographic and a different way of working some clubs are better is working in twos. Like a, we have a mm -hmm. partner, you know, it's just like kind of hard and it's expensive, you know, so you want to like make that right away. So I'm just comfortable with sex work. So I was doing it. But yeah, I was like, I can't do that anymore. Not in states where I don't have like any like friends around or family yeah, yeah. either, you know. So I, I got to ask, I got to yeah. ask because uh, this question came up for me earlier and then it just came up again, like about the safety thing and like, you're a compassionate and generous person. You're a good listener. You like, you're authentic. Are there times when you feel like, like how's your inner compass in terms of like, this is safe and it's not, or it's not safe or like your personal boundaries. Like, like what's that feel like when those get crossed yeah. and how do you handle that? Yeah. So I think that, I do have like a really, really good intuition deep down inside. I have not been in a situation where, where like I was in harm's way. I have been in really like less than a handful of like, I shouldn't be here. And then I mm. left, you know, and even like, I'm hard on myself. Like I should, like, I should have, like, shouldn't even have apart, you know, I'm turning around like that's happened. We just, Twitter was a shit show yesterday, porn Twitter. And a lot of people were coming out with assault stories and stuff like that. And I just had one to share where it was like, I got there. Shit didn't seem right. And I mm. dipped, you know? So like, I do have it in, like, I really do have a good one. I think I have a good sense of 
character. I've gone on trips with people. I've never been, um, I've never been abandoned. I've never been, I don't, you know, like any dangerous thing that you can like think of. Um, and I have learned over time that I need to do that for my mental health. Like I need to be careful, of course, and for my physical health. But I think I've always just had a good sense. Like I'm, I'm not stupid. Like I'm very, I'm very sensible, you know, and I have really, really good people around me, really good friends, people I can call, people that give me advice. And since I started stripping when I was, I mean, my parents like also raised me to not like be stupid. Like they like, told me all of their fuck ups like through life like my parents have been arrested like they told me like a lot of shit and have raised me to be very smart like me and my siblings we don't have criminal records like we all have college degrees like we are all like on like we are not like we're very smart and we're raised to be very smart and and I, that has helped um but i also have this thing where I don't let people fuck with me either. So I think that just the way I carry myself, mm. it doesn't allow people to come at me the way that they would treat somebody else. Sadly, because, you know, abusers, they pick and choose and that's mm. just like really mm. sad. But I think that the way that I've been taught to carry myself, mm. even when I, even though I'm not the most, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not confident in like the physical way it's confident in like just how, you know, you feel about yourself. And I, and I think that I, have learned to like convey that to people so that they don't want to take advantage of me either like people do not step to me and and ask me stupid like you know and really think that i'm stupid or try to get over on me or yeah you know turn me on podcast we'll be back after this short break Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm, I'm so curious about that moment of like shit doesn't feel right because there's like there's yeah. that's not perceptible by everyone. You know, like some, there's some shit that's obvious. Like you walk in and, and you see things or like someone's acting a certain way, they're intoxicated or whatever. And you could, you might be like, that's not a safe situation, but there's other things that are much more subtle that are like, we don't talk a lot about intuition as a valid, um, sense of what's really going on. But like when you, when you show up somewhere and you say like, shit didn't feel right. So I left. What, what do you mean when you say it didn't feel right? Can you, if you're willing to share at all, cause I'd love to just know what that scenario looks like. I wish I could like teach people like how to trust themselves. Because when I see stories, like what I describe pop up on my Twitter timeline, I'm just like wondering, like, what red flags were there and what was ignored you know because for me I don't know if I'm just blessed and it feels like maybe you have that too 
So maybe we're just lucky. Like, I don't know what that is, but I feel something physically. But I don't care if I look stupid by leaving or what people think about my intuition. And that might be the key. Like, we, everyone might have it, but do you give a fuck what people say about you and your intuition? Because you look like a loser by trusting your gut, even though everyone else is ignoring it. And so you're not the cool person. Are you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, does someone shame themselves for being paranoid? You know, like shit like that. Like, I just trust myself and I do not care if I am not like cool or if I don't like the same person that everyone else likes. Like there are some people in my friend group and, you know, my friends have friends. I don't like their friends. You know, and sooner or later, something happens. I'm just like, I can feel it. I don't know what that is. And it's so personal to everyone that you can't tell other people, you know, like your red flags that you notice. Like some people might just, I don't know, but like I listen to myself and I just do not care if it, it, it might, it might even be for no reason, you know, like maybe, maybe it was for no reason. Maybe it was something that was just going to affect me and no Mm. one else. You know, and those are the situations that like, you know, people come out with their rape or abuse, you know, stories. And it's like, well, you were the only person that that person, you know, it's like, whatever. Maybe it was just going to be me then. Maybe I picked up something that was just for me and it doesn't apply to anyone else and everyone else is going to be safe Mm -hmm. there. But I would have reacted some way or maybe I just felt something from one person out of the corner of their eye or that they were too quiet when I walked something anything that resonates with me and my existence okay because you know we all pick up and pull different shit and I think that that's not even some I don't know if that's even spiritual I think that that's just honestly like a scientific thing so you know whatever and I will even try to tell people if I think that something is wrong you know like my girlfriends or something like I'll be like I don't know like I heard it's talking shit I don't know. I don't like, I don't, I don't like his vibe. I saw that he posted something. I saw that he said, I don't know. I would just rather be safe than sorry, you know? And I am a rebellious person. Like I do like, look what I do, you know? So there's like, it's a difference between, it's a difference between that and living and being safe. Thank you for speaking to that because that's like quite a, it's a part of a much bigger conversation, I think, like intuition and like those, like get your gut feelings. And, yeah. and like, I think you nail put like hit the nail right on the head. Like some people, p- people who are socialized as women who are taught, like, just be polite and like, don't make anybody else feel uncomfortable. Those, those messages of like propriety and manners can override our gut feelings sometimes that like, oh, this is not somewhere I want to be. And it's yeah. not, we don't necessarily, I don't, I, maybe Jeremy, you know more about this, but I don't know what the, if there is science that's caught up to this phenomena yet, but I do think right. it is something that like we all have experienced at some point in time. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would be cur- It would be interesting to kind of explore, but there, there definitely has been, uh, I remember like seeing a couple of times, we, we might even have talked about it on Sickboy, but like there's been studies specifically catered towards like gut instinct and what that like gut like that brain gut sort of connection like what what those two things are and how it might work i mean like we there's also really interesting studies about like about people's ability to um to like pick up on uh pick up on psychopathic traits in others just based on body language and like and like what they're doing with their eyes and stuff like that. But like, these are things that when I read about it, it makes me think about how so many of us or how probably a good percentage of us have this ability, but we have no idea why or how we have it. But you know, when you override it, you know, when you go, I'm not going to listen to that. And you know, when you're like, I am. Oh, and we're fucking, it's, we're so bad at that. And like, I I mean, especially up here in Canada with, with the whole like politeness, politeness thing. Like it's, 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 it's brutal. We're awful at that. Well, one of our favorite teachers on boundaries will say like, you may not know that you have a boundary, but you know, when it gets crossed, it's like that feeling of like, like yeah, ah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's that. Yeah. So this is like 
is it like a natural thing or is it something that it takes experience to also learn and discern and like that gray area maybe of like do you have to be put in a situation for you to figure out a situation? Yeah, yeah I think, I think, I like, mean, I think do, it's like, do you need to practice yeah. that just like any other muscle? And it has to be, I, I think, validated you know? too. Like, I think when we talk about like infancy and getting your needs met, it's like, if you have yes. caregivers who are like, oh, you, you, that's what you want. Like, let's see if that's, the, you know, and like enable you to trust your intuition and to trust your own wants and needs and desires. And a yeah. lot of us have those things yeah. sort of tamed out of us in some way so that we can function in society but like these this skill that you're talking about is is like obviously not just for people who are working in the sex industry this is like these are these are like important components for any human being to like live a life that feels good and and authentic to them no this is this is like just arriving at a at a party you know at like like and and just looking like this is and just knowing you should leave before you even have a drink this is just this is just like the most relatable shit like you know but it does it does beg the question like does it take parents is this like a nature versus nurture thing you know and yeah that is really interesting but i know i did have really good parents that helped me out a lot on that and they let me um go out and they let me they weren't they didn't um they weren't overbearing you know they weren't super hardcore they weren't super like religious or anything like that they definitely like had this balance of like letting me like either fuck up or lie or whatever and you know kind of grow without mm. without without making me feel less than or anything either like i i thank them a lot for it now because we're all very level-headed and and safe mm. you know and yeah like even like me and my brother had like a little phase you know like but like my brother like like we're just cool like the way my parents have handled Mm. everything you know I think really helps us to be able to trust ourselves like we know that like we were trusted by our parents and raised right you know how have how have they handled your your like direction in in your career are they are they pretty supportive for for sex work or yeah yeah my parents have always been supportive of me believe it or not like I told them that I started stripping because I started bringing home all this money and like trying to pay my mom's bills and stuff and was she she was like like, are you selling as long as you're not selling drugs like or yeah (laughs) wait she was like she she was like sell some drugs too make more (laughs) they wouldn't have approved of me selling drugs but you know I was like so experimental in college like the first time I did ecstasy I was with my mom okay cool it, it was the summertime so like in between semesters and i was home yeah. and you had the cool parents <laughs> we all did it. <laughs> but um but my parents they support me a lot like when i told them i was dancing my dad i don't think was surprised at all really you know just be, yeah which i'm like shocked that they weren't shocked because i'm like i've always been like a good girl mm. you know but like I did like to party and I started smoking weed. I think when I was like 13 or 14. So, you know, like maybe they just saw it in me and I thought that I was just like this little like small town girl waiting to come out. But maybe they, my parents saw mm. in me that I had a lot more in me, you know, deep down. I always did want to be famous. I would read Teen Vogue and be like, fuck, mm. like, how can I just be like a pretty like girl you know that makes it like I really did want to be like that like deep down inside but I never told anyone that you know like that was just like for my diet yeah, yeah, you yeah. know so yeah so like they they've always accepted me um and then when I started doing porn like I told my parents too because I have a little brother and my sister who's on Instagram right. you know so and I, so I'm like I need to tell people <laughs> you know like my shit's gonna be popping up yeah. everywhere and so I I did let them know and they've been so cool about it like like they want to see like my AVN pictures uh, and like my mom wants to read all of my articles my mom listens to my podcasts amazing that's cool like it's like really that's really cool yeah yeah and then my sister like my sister is cool um and then my brother like my brother's always been my biggest supporter like I came out of the closet as bisexual 
when I was like 12, you know, I was like, literally, like, um, I was in seventh grade. And I told my parents, I liked girls. I was like, I got crushes on girls <laughs> at school. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I've been dreaming about kissing girls. Like, super. I'm like, I'm bisexual. That's probably why they just knew I was yeah, just gonna be like sure, a wild sure. one, you know, because I've just, I've just like, I don't know. And my brother, like, there was this person um, that was making fun of me for dating another for dating this girl and he beat up the kid you know and defended me mm. and he's like you know he's younger than me and my brother's just always there and so he like doesn't care about what I do as long as I'm happy like he supports me and he doesn't give a fuck and I think that he would really like whoop anyone that like tried to talk shit or mess oh, with that's me. really cool I, you have yeah. such a strong support system yeah, around totally. you that's yeah. so awesome I I yeah. I, I'm, I'm dying. I, I'm yeah. dying to know, like, the, so I, you know, I know there's there's quite a few people that listen to this sh- uh, show who, um, who like have their own OnlyFans, um, and I'm just kind of curious, like, especially since this is this is all relatively, you know, new within the last few years. How does one go? How does one get get their foot in the door to work in porn specifically, like? In main, yeah, in mainstream like like mainstream versus, versus OnlyFans. Only like anybody can pop fucking start an OnlyFans, and some people have great success really quickly. Some people it they'll it'll be a fucking slog for the rest of their life. Like it's it is hard work. For but real. like how did I think how that's does one, yeah <laughs> how does well then how does one how does one get their foot in the door into mainstream porn? Like what is the pro? What was I guess what was your process? Like how did you end up where you are now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually love mainstream way more than OnlyFans. I think that that's just like my journey. Sure. Um, because OnlyFans it is it is really really hard, and it's like you have to um treat it like three jobs. Like that shit is crazy. Not only are you a sex right? worker, you also got to be a marketing, marketing fucking agent. genius. Yeah, yeah exactly. And. And you just got to be on there all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Like if you don't want someone running your stuff, you just got to be yeah. on there every day a new lesson plan a new idea like you know it's just like every like it's like every a day. lesson plan i gotta wait <laughs> like it's just, okay so like in my head it's just like you have to have themes for your solos you have to have like a weekly schedule of what you're gonna release and what fetishes you're gonna do and like you're like like and then your custom calls and like all this stuff so it's just every day you're just looking at your schedule of just like what you need to upload and what fetish you have to touch on next week. And it's titty. T- it's just like so much okay. everyday stuff. And that's why I love mainstream. Um, I got, I got into mainstream because it was going to be way quicker cash. <laughs> yeah. And only yeah, totally. because I just feel like I, I like giving out free content more than I even like being on OnlyFans. Like I'm on discord talking to my fans more than I'm on mm. OnlyFans sometimes. Right on. And I tell them that, like, I just take orders through OnlyFans, but I can't message everyone like all day long. And like we charge in like five, $5 a message. I prefer going mainstream and working and getting paid. And then, you know, you just kind of have like not so many demands on mm-hmm. you as OnlyFans. And I have like, I have other ways that I can make money, like with properties and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but like, so but anyone can just find an agent and do it it's not hard like when i was just like finally realized like OnlyFans is not going to be giving me twenty thousand dollars a month on my second month i was like (laughs) i will find an agent you know and i found one in florida that was close to philadelphia it's a two-hour flight to miami and i was just figured that i would just go mainstream and if you're pretty enough, I guess they take you. <laughs> right. Or if you're a man and you have, you have the qualities or whatever and can stay hard because, you know, you don't be pretty, but your dick needs to work or be big or something. Like they take you, they book you, and you just hope that you catch on. Right. Like that the traction, just people like you because people just like kind of phase in and out, mm. you know, or some people it's just not for them. They'd rather be on OnlyFans and just stay at home or something or or just you know play with themselves versus having to like be with so many other people on set or whatever it's just like it is a very easy switch i don't i don't unless 
an agent doesn't want to pick you up and that would be for a physical reason you know and what like in terms of in terms of the work like what was your experience like on your debut you know like day on set yeah that shit was fun it was just like stripping it was just like I am nervous, but I'm supposed to be here. You know, like it was, it was fun. Like, I'm glad that I'm Mm. here. You know, I don't really believe in like everything happens for a reason, like per se, but, but you know, I like, I made, I made a good choice Mm. there and it was so cool. I felt like, I felt like it was just, inevitable and I could take it really far and that I just felt at home and they were happy with it you know my agent was happy with it the first few scenes were for some websites that he I think owned or you know co-owned or whatever and 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 then my fans like liked it you know so I was just like after the first couple scenes I was like man like this is the new thing (laughs) This is like the new thing. And it became the new stripping for me. Like stripping now is like, now I go in there. Um, Cause I still am in Philly most of the time. So I go in there though. Like I don't get pressed for like how much money I just go in there. Like for a good time, I make yeah. money. I just strut around. Like I have customers already. Like it's like very nonchalant, no big deal. If I make 200 bucks, fine. I probably got drunk and had a ball. If I make two grand, cool you know what a bonus you know at this point because like i'm not pressed in there like i don't have to pay you know like i make more money now but like but like when i'm on the porn set it's like the new rush like everything needs to be perfect it's just like how i started stripping day one where my hair my makeup had to be like on point now i go in sometimes in the club and i just have like a bun light makeup you know and i can still make the same amount of money but like on sets now i'm just like the best hair best outfits best makeup that i can like everything's on point nervous again but like in a perfectionist like excited kind of way and it's like a reignited thing that like i haven't had in like 10 years you know because because stripping like i still i still do like love it and dancing and stuff but it becomes routine just like anything else you know like having a new girlfriend to dance with or a new city to travel to or a new customer like makes it like fun but you know i feel like you you also have that like that excitement of like the rise right like i mean like getting you know getting yeah, getting so, nominated for awards and like it's just like that that all yeah. that shit just goes into right. pumping up that that like that novelty and that excitement of it all yeah so just like in high like when i was in high school like i loved playing sports like i would have played i would have went to a d1 school like i made audition tapes and stuff to like play you know at a d1 Mm. school so i realized that like i wasn't going to make any money after like i would just have a regular job you know like i would just be Mm. making money like you know that i wasn't i i didn't want that i wanted more i've always wanted more and so like it does give me something to work for because even though I'm not a billionaire, you know, and I'm not the most popular person, I, I do find a lot of pleasure in just trying, like exploring, um, trying to obtain a goal, mm. you know, like just something like for me to work for or else like, because like when I got bored, like in college, I just started doing a lot of drugs. Like there was no goal mm. for me. Like I have, I have debt. And a job, like I went into business, you know, so I mean, I'm probably just going to start out making 50 grand a year and paying debt that is four times that, you know, like it wasn't very exciting. And I just did a lot of drugs. I just tripped a lot, did a lot of shrooms, a lot of cocaine, had to go to rehab like a few years later. Like I was bored. I get bored. I need a chase. I need a challenge, even if it's in myself to be a little stronger, to like make more, to be cool, creative, start something like like anything like share my journey like share like I love sharing with like other girls and stuff like and people on my like I like sharing and creating more and if I get bored I'll just fall back into Mm -hmm. bad habits like I need to be stimulated in a healthy way you know because um and that runs in my family too like I already Mm -hmm. know you know so yeah it's like reinvigorating And even, and I'll be happy no matter what, you know, like, even if I never win an award or anything, like those are just nominations. Like, even if I never win an award, 
like I think that I've made a lot like out of my like situation and now that I'm older I find that like I have things that are not related to porn or sex work that people will never have in their life you know like family and like really important things you know that just people like that most people just never find Mm -hmm. like you know love like real love real friendships Mm -hmm. you know sobriety like things that I found through my journey so like I've realized that even if I don't make it with, with all that shit like just working and like being proud of my work and like finding balance outside of my work like allows me to be so so content so much more mm. fulfilled you know I get to focus on other things like now I have two properties and if I never make it at least I won't be homeless <laughs> like you know like mm-hmm. that's like the gratitude that I find like just being able to like be humbled and like work for shit like it actually like also humbles mm. me you know the more I get to do like the more I get to show off to my family and they've like never seen shit like that. Like I'm bringing my mom to Vegas next week for the first oh, time. Yeah. She turned Hell 60. Yeah. It's just like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, who gets to yeah. do that? Like I'll to do that. You know, I have one shoot of work. I have one, I have one CNL shoot for Ink Vixens on the 24th. And I just get to take care of my mom. Like, cool. Holy. Like people will never do that. I've dreamed mm. of doing that, you know, and it's because I have porn and a little money on the side and I have time. And, um, you know, I've trust I've trusted my intuition and I've just gotten to this. I just kind of knew this is where I would my sweet spot of happiness would be. You know, how, how, that's, that's incredible. That's what, yeah. I I, what an inspiring yeah. and incredible person you are. Yeah. How can how can Thanks. I mean, you know, uh, you've, you've got a new fan here uh, and, and oh, probably totally. I'm just quite like, a few I'm, listeners. I'm so how can uh, how can people. Which thank you so much, <laughs> by the way, because I know that you have some loyal people that listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. I, how, can, how can. How can some of those people find you? Where where uh, where can people find you and your work and and root root for you for for the next twenty twenty four ABN awards? <laughs> yeah, so cool. Um, so I prefer Twitter because all of my work it's like a portfolio and you know and my social media and everything. Um, all my all my usernames are the same, so I'll put that after. But my Twitter. My Discord is free. I have lots of channels where I put, I'll put put the link to this podcast when it airs. I promote all my stuff so all my fans can find literally every segment of my life updated on Discord too. Um, OnlyFans and many vids for my content and where I take my customs, video chat, um, schedules, things like that. Um, all of it is Brenda McKenna, uh, B-R-E-N-N-V-M-C-K-E-N-N-V. I changed the A's to B's. So it's just <laughs> easy. Um, just to keep it. Yeah. yeah. Just to keep it a little spunky and to keep everything. I have like a, a slight OCD. Like all of my things have to be the same and my backups are also the right. same. My Instagram, it was it, right after I posted my EVN red carpet photo, my Instagram was oh. deleted. Like Instagram took it from me for like two months. I didn't think I was going to get it back. And um, then they gave it back. And I was like, thank God I don't have to make yeah. a new Instagram with like handles. <laughs> yeah, so everything is the same. And I post a lot and I'm going to start a YouTube. It'll, it'll be the same. It's already there and Twitch too. I'll just be opening up avenues little by little to like share more, um, share more safer work co- content. <laughs> my bird is like right here. <laughs> like just landed yeah, on my computer. I want to see him. <laughs> He's the cutest little thing ever. Well, oh, he's right there. Oh, there he is. He's a little lemon. Oh, little buddy. He's a little lemon. He's a little lemon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brenna, uh, this has been a real treat. It it was a real delight to sit down and and get to pick your brain about your career and your life. And uh, and we really appreciate you taking time of your schedule to sit down and chat with us. Thanks. You got a little deeper than most. And I really appreciate touching on that, that kind of stuff. Sweet. I think it's really important. There's so much nuance that like, we don't get to talk yeah. about. That's it. Yeah. So well, thanks That's for meeting us there. Yeah. 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 Thanks for, thanks yeah. for joining us. There. It was really, really fun. Holy goodness. All right. There we have it folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation that we just had. And, uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast further, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. 
And uh, if you want to uh, support the podcast even further than that, which you can. Wow. You can You're go to so kind and thoughtful and so generous. Thoughtful, so generous. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on uh, to become a patron and help us uh, keep this podcast afloat. Well, if you want to reach out to us, turn me on podcast at gmail.com is always open for all of your messages. That's the best way to get in touch. If you have a question for us, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show, or if you just want to send us a little love note, uh, email money transfer, uh, all of that sex toy, <laughs> you know, we're, we're our email inbox is open to you. That is it for this week. Until next week. Why don't you go touch yourself? Touch yourself.